Hi everyone, I'm Stephanie with Virtual Sheet Music. Following on from last month's video, today I'll be looking at listening repertoire and its use in the general music class. Before we begin though, I'd like to talk about the notion of themes in education that most of you are probably familiar with. Why? Well, because it is through themes that I'll be organising my material in the next few months. Now, as today we're talking about repertoire, we'll need themes that permit an intelligent introduction to what's out there, listening-wise. So any themes used must be selected with serious thought. Please note, though, that certain themes include, exclude student age groups by definition. So in the case of humour, which as a theme I'll be using today, uh, well, this is something that can be accessed from about the age of eight and nine and upwards. You know, clearly word puns, visual jokes and the like require a certain vocabulary together with life experiences that our littlies simply don't have. They therefore won't get the humour and so then the musical connection gets lost. Now, remember at the end of this series of music lesson ingredients, I'll be putting all the puzzle pieces together in a number of lesson programs which seek to touch all age groups and include a range of themes, so be patient. As I said in my last video, repertoire expands upon communication skills through the analysis and discussion of extracts of chosen pieces. Discussion should be at the heart of repertoire accumulation. Specific musical terminology and their definitions such as tempo, dynamics, and to a lesser extent, uh, instrument instrumental groups can be pretty much well digested by even our smallest students. Though as we go up, the discussion gets richer. Tonality, dissonance, consonance, texture, virtuosity, and so on. So let's give you a concrete example here. Mozart's musical joke. Remember the theme, humor? Now, whereas our older students will begin to understand that Mozart's, dare I say, practically atonal sections of in this work were his way of poking fun at shoddy orchestras in the late 18th century, the younger student may be less able to recognise and or articulate said musical feature can at least recognise the exaggerated repetition that this piece uses. Another example would be the symphonic scherzo, Italian for joke, of course, save from Beethoven's Pastorale. Aside from defining the symphony and looking briefly at the orchestra, anyone can appreciate the need for variety, so the insertion of scherzo by composers in a symphonic structure becomes clearly logical, and from there, without labouring the point, you can start to investigate the typical form movement structure of the symphony. You know, keep it simple, fast, slow, dance-like, fast is absolutely fine. And then from there, the contrasts that emerge, maybe with some listening games, recognising different movements from various symphonies to conclude. Repertoire, i.e. a few different symphonies, therefore is covered discursively, but in a dynamic and interactive way. Another slant, maybe for the slightly older and old student, is humour treating romanticism. You can't, of course, get better than the pianist Victor Jorg. His Liszt Hungarian Rhapsody leaves one in no doubt about the characteristics of romantic music. You know, the usual contrast of dynamics, mood, range, textures, articulation, etc. You know, together with that romantic favourite virtuosity. So sure, class discussion would certainly revise technical language through specific musical analysis and obviously recognition of the musical style, but it would be done in an intelligently amusing way. Finally, my all-time favourite and treated in one of my previous virtual sheet music videos entitled A Piece of Cake, deals with practice and how playing looks so easy and the question, why wasn't I born a musical genius? It is a hysterical watch, but underlying all this is a far more serious reminder that without practice and dedication, you get absolutely nowhere. 
Now this is very useful for the older student and discussion should be followed up with a written essay type task which requires honest critical thinking regarding said student's approach to practice, organisation, practice methods and, and so on. So whether looking at a specific piece, doing listening work or games, or just simply watching a clip, musical concepts and terminology should be actively used and developed through discussion. In effect, language and musical analysis grow out of one another. Intelligent themes as regards uh, repertoire clearly provide students a readily understandable context that considerably changes the way they perceive music. Suddenly, classroom works presented are no longer necessarily an affront to students' own preferred listening. They are a logical, context-based extension to learning and one that offers considerable interest within the topic. It might not change personal taste, and, and that in any case is not the objective, but it does open up other worlds, and in an interesting way too. And it is interest, not fun, that is the key to successful music teaching and learning. Indeed, I'd say the key to successful teaching and learning, period. Now remember that this aspect of listening discussion, discussion needs to be enriched with performance, composition and theory. Next month I'll be dealing with performance, again through the theme of humour, but by January, February of next year I'll be able to leave you some teaching programmes for various age groups which offer a range of themes. Please also feel free to write in with suggestions of themes and I'll do my best to rise to the challenge. And of course, please write in anyway and contribute to what I've been talking about today with ideas of your own, anecdotes and anything else you'd like to share. Until the next time, bye!